0: The Wayne part.
1: It's not going to work because it's not going to be in context, and then I'll just cut it out anyway. It doesn't
0: need to be context. It doesn't need to be contextual. That's why it's the funny.
1: <laughs> it's the intro to the show. I'm not even really sure what the voice was anymore. Oh my god. Wayne okay, okay. So. wait, 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 wait. Okay, let me let me see if I can do it, kay? okay? Hey, y'all, it's Little Wayne. Is that about right?
2: <laughs> I don't know what Little Wayne sounds like. Well, <laughs> So, right. what, so what? So good <laughs> did it do us <laughs> anyway? This is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode thirty-one.
1: Oh my god! And then you jump in and you steal my thunder. That was supposed to be me.
0: Stepping on dicks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so this yep. is this is the enemy pie, enemy pie pod. Po- <laughs> and now you're fucking it up. You should have just let me do the intro. It's the Enemy Pie Pod Poo, episode thirty-one. And uh, My name is Jared, and you will notice that uh, if that felt dirty and wrong, that's because we are minus our gracious host, uh, Jason, tonight. Uh, but don't worry, because I'm here, and I brought with me uh, the, the ever-beautiful and uh, mysterious uh, Lucio Lorenzino, and uh, right. now professional filmmaker, uh, Jay Joseph. I mean, before he was professional filmmaker, but now it's like real, real.
2: No, he's now real professional. Now it's kind of official, isn't it? I guess. I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. Now I, I have
2: a I have a film premiering at Lincoln Center and everything, which is actually a landmark if you're familiar with New York City.
1: There you go. So if you're, uh, if, you're up in the, Let's get if you're up in the NYC, like we say, on the street, uh, and you're near the Lincoln
2: Center, uh, you know, you can go watch his uh, go watch his film. Yeah, you can see my movie on May 3rd, that's Saturday at four. And I will be there and you can shake my hand and be like, hey, I listened to the Enemy Slime podcast and I and I and I like you and I saw your movie and I like the movie. I would in like fact, to shake your hand.
0: In fact, I'm gonna give you guys a, a promotion. If you tell him that you're from Enemy Slime, he'll charge you hundred percent more.
1: Yeah. No 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 yeah. no. I, I don't think there is a snowball's chance in hell that this will actually happen. Yeah. Uh so I'll 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 double down on this. If you are uh, if you go to the to the lincoln theater what day is it may 3rd it's may yeah may 3rd it's a saturday okay so if you attend the film festival on on may 3rd and you somehow find jay and you tell him that you are from the internet and you know of him from enemy slime uh well i'll, I'll send you i'll send you a, a full 60 dollar game whatever game you want we'll, any game you want any game you want and uh, we'll, we'll work it out you just got to talk to him and uh, give him your email address or some shit, and it yep. won't happen because yep. our our audience has to be more spread out than that right now. But if, if see you, see you at Lincoln Center if you're if you're there, be at the Lincoln Center and uh, watch Jay's movie. You're really gonna like it. It's called Moths, and it's about um, <laughs> it's, it's about four moths <laughs> that
2: have an adventure together. So I think what happened here is Jared learned the title of Moths, which is another film in the same festival I'm in, and he's just obsessed with what moths could possibly be.
1: I, you know, I just I love a good moth movie. They they <laughs> tapped into that, that real just. Uh, it, it's a really niche market. You know, you don't see a lot of movies about moths anymore.
2: Is This is this true.
1: The tick was close because about a tick. <laughs> um, what about the fly? Uh, the, oh, the fly is really good. But where is the moth? That now there's Mothman Chronicles. But is he a moth? And really, what does he do aside from answer the phone and say, like, chapstick or
2: whatever? Yeah, it's, that sounds like my, the Mouth Man Chronicles, I remember. Chapstick.
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's
0: let's so, go watch this movie and get 60 uh, $60 game.
1: So, hey, let's uh let's let's spend a little bit of time. Uh, I like that we have
2: to bribe people to come to my movie. I'm an official filmmaker now. You don't have to bribe. Well, no, 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 no. hey, man, man, man you are doing your first uh talk show
0: appearance.
1: I just think I just think your that movie. I just think that we probably don't have that many listeners in New York. Uh, oh, I agree. Because our agree. analytics are usually pretty spread out when I look at them. So, uh, you know, people are kind of all over the place. I think it would be very cool to find out that we do have one in New York. And I think it would be even cooler if he stalked you. Uh, <laughs> so, so, if you if you go see the premiere of Jay's film, we'll uh, we'll give you the hookups. We'll take care of you. Yep. How much is a ticket anyway? It's not $60. No, it's $13. Oh, it's, good. Whew. So, that's just the cost of a uh normal movie in new york i'm assuming
2: yeah it's the cost of a normal movie in new york um okay. it's the columbia film festival we should just mention which it is because they'll just go to lincoln center and
1: well, see mean, whatever are,
2: playing how many film festivals
1: are going to be going on there probably just um, the one well it's, yeah, it's probably just one film festival
2: but a couple of film screenings
1: Will will moth be playing that night
2: uh, I don't think Moss is playing the same night I am. Okay, yeah, well, never mind. I wouldn't encourage
1: you
0: guys to go. <laughs> I find myself in New York somehow when I go. Do I get a sixty dollar? Yeah?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. Actually, <laughs>
0: you you definitely do.
1: I don't. I don't. I will not take any account for travel time. You do not have to live in New York, but if you are in New York and you see these these films, uh, then then give Jay your email and we'll uh, we'll hook you up. So. Yeah. I mean, I probably have enough miles that I can get to New York. <laughs> you know what if that's what it's worth to get sixty dollars <laughs> so be it you can you can go to New York and you can go to you can visit all the sites you can go to Coney Island you can go see uh, you can go see the JFK airport
0: no um, what I see when I go to New York is uh, Worcester and uh, the Metro north
1: Ah, oh, yes,
0: <laughs> that's my that's touristic. <laughs> <laughs> We're so off
1: base. Let's talk yeah, so video games. Let's talk a little bit about games, okay? All right. So um, uh, let's 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 uh, spend a little time on the news today. So I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, well, I, I assume someone here saw, but Sui Coden two. Uh, finally got itself a uh, a ESRB rating, which I I don't have they have they officially announced that it's coming to PSN because I think right now we uh, all we have to go off is just the rating still right yeah right now
2: right now is just speculation but um I, I mean that would pretty legitimate to me yeah I you, would really
0: doubt that they would do a port and release it yeah.
1: yeah I mean you really you usually don't appeal for a rating like this unless you plan on actually releasing the game so it's pretty safe to assume that the game is coming out. Um, but at the same time, they haven't necessarily confirmed it yet. So yeah. you know, no, it's
2: not a, it's not confirmed, but it's it's you know it's a uh, pretty neat, it's a very
1: strong that. hint. Give yourself uh, ample time to be disappointed. Is is all I'm saying. <laughs> are, are you guys old Sweet Cotton fans? Or
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: yeah, absolutely. I was I was I was a huge Sweet Cotton fan, and I actually played all of them, every single one that came out. Even like even like four. Yeah, even four, which mm. was terrible, but I did play four all the way through to the end. I played two, three, and five. I'm not as hardcore as Jays.
1: Man, see I'm I'm on the exact opposite scale where I, I played uh one and by the time I like kinda got into it, uh two was just nowhere to be found, and it has always been like this rare beacon of a game where whenever you find it online it's like it's like a hundred and fifty dollars. So I mean
2: if you if you haven't played two, um I think I think you're going to be in for a good experience. I, it's, it's hard. To, well, it's actually hard to say now because of how cynical we've gotten over Japanese RPGs. Um, mm. But I think it's definitely one of the strongest entries I've ever seen. Like
1: because because it's pixel art, I feel like it's probably going to have aged pretty well. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. i I I think I'll. I don't know if I'll give it a go or not. There's so much other stuff that I'm trying to work on right now that like a, a yeah. 50 hour JRPG doesn't even remotely feel like it's in the cards. I, th- I think I think what's so great about
2: Sekoton though is that it's it. Even though it's like one consistent storyline and all that kind of stuff, it feels very episodic. So you could play like one section of the game and be like, okay, that storyline's finished. I'm going to go and do something else, and then pick it up for the next section get, section of the game. So it's not. You know, it's not like you had to keep up with fucking okay. And now, lightning became Jesus, and then she's gonna go create a cocoon and you know keep up with all that shit for hours and hours of gameplay. It's 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 very kind of sectioned down, and they do a nice job with the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll definitely. Uh, well, I don't want to say definitely, but I, I think it's likely that I'll that I'll give it a look. But it's one I of those think, things
2: where I, I think don't. it's gonna give it a shot. I actually think, um, you know. Five is a pretty underrated uh JRPG and I I I, I didn't even know what, to, what what I don't even know what platform Five is on Five is uh PlayStation 2 and then the one after that was uh we called it in Tychris, I think it's called which was uh uh, the Game Boy DS or whatever you call it Nintendo DS. Um, the Game Boy DS. Oh my God. You sound like my dad, <laughs> yes. that Game Boy DS, the game, like the Game Boy a, D's. That, that's that's like a, I remember a, it. Well, That go like put out, uh, yeah, the Game Boy D's, but anyway, no, no, Five. I, 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 I mentioned five because five is kind of like a lazy man. So we two, sweet you go to two, you're, you, you kind of need a guide if you want to get like all the characters, um, and and five just makes everything far easier and, and has a lot of the similar themes to uh, to, but um you know they're, they're both it's a pretty consistently strong series except for four, which is horrible, and I was uh, I was so huge a fan, that this is a true story now, back in uh, back in two thousand three I think was when I first started going to anime conventions and this is before. I became a real filmmaker, and before I became a real webcomic artist and all that, and I had no good reason to go other than just to be a huge nerd. And I was like, oh, I want to cosplay something. Um, <laughs> and and so I was looking around, there's like no black characters to cosplay. But In 3 comes out, and they have Hugo, which is like this kid who's part of some very, very brown tribe. It's hard, it's hard to call them black because they all have blue eyes and... Blonde hair. hair,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> but they, you know, they all have dark skin. I'm like, I'm going to do that. Um, I put together quite a neat, nifty little costume. I went to like the African market, that's a few blocks away from me, and got the materials and cut them up and made my little dress thing. Um, you know, I, 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 didn't dye my hair. I didn't bleach my hair. That would have been too much. But I did spray paint it. Um, How oh, is some better? And, <laughs> and I, I, I went to this convention. And I sat in my hotel room and I was wearing this costume. I'm like, wow, I look like a fucking asshole. I am not going out there. I don't know how people can cosplay. I don't know how people can walk around like this. Uh, This is is terrible. This is awful. I'm just going to stay in my hotel room. I'm going to take everything off, put my normal clothes back on and just enjoy the con like a normal person. Uh, That didn't happen. What happened was there was a fire drill at that exact moment. Uh, and i and they were like banging on the doors to the hotel room they're like everyone get out everyone get out fire whatever and i had to run out as i was in this in this in this long ass loincloth with this with this furry belt and all this kind of stuff i had to run outside and right next to the convention is a wedding <laughs> so out comes the wedding party i'm here in my in my outfit i mean i mean there are couple of other cosplayers but since it's the first day no one's really in their gear yet so you know i'm one of the few freaks to stand out and there are all these wedding goers and they're just looking at us and i are like what the fuck is going on but that that got over my my fear of embarrassment <laughs> that's the way to do it huh
1: <laughs> well uh, I, look, I looked up the character so that i could at least imagine what it looked like and yeah uh, it looks like it went pretty well uh, I'm, so, I, might, I, might, I might actually have a picture of it somewhere around here. Did that. people
2: think that you were just
1: Black Vaughn from Final Fantasy XII? Though
2: a, a few people actually recognized who I was. And oh, did they? And I, 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 I wore. That was the first time I wore. it. I wore one other time at one other convention. I really didn't cosplay that much. I only did it a couple of times. Um, and at that second convention I went to, they were like, "Oh, you're so good. You must have been doing this a long time. Come and talk on our panel about cosplay." I'm like, "Sure. I don't know anything about this shit, but sure." um yeah there you go so just fake it just take it like you know how to do it <laughs> there you go ladies and gentlemen jay's cosplay guide for you
1: yeah all right well sui sweet cut in two everybody round, <laughs> round of applause yay yay all <laughs> right <laughs> let's uh let's talk a little bit about some uh good slash bad news at least to me to me it's just kind of sad news a little bit but um uh nate wells who you would probably recognize as the artist on the last of us, uh, has just kind of jumped on the leave naughty dog bandwagon and, uh, has left naughty dog. And, uh, he's headed off to what, what is it? Giant Sparrow. Yeah. Giant Sparrow. So he's headed off to giant Sparrow to work on a, I believe to this point, it's an unknown project, right? We don't actually know an, what, an unknown uh,
2: project. I think there giant Sparrow is very hush about it. It, it I guess it's uh, Project Finch, but it's not confirmed.
1: Okay. So, yeah. uh, people who don't know, uh, Uncharted is, like, my favorite. I love Uncharted. And so, to watch... Did you, did you cosplay as Drake? I see, no, I probably wouldn't. I guess I could... Uh, no, actually, no. I'm just going to go with No. There's nowhere to it, it, here, I guess now we have a comic con, but but before there wasn't anywhere to cosplay to, like except to maybe like the mall uh, <laughs> you know, where I can really impress the ladies. right. but we we had our very first comic con uh, last year, and it had such a turnout that they decided why do one comic con a year when we could do two. So we just had a second comic con uh, this past weekend over over Friday and Saturday. And uh, there's another one due in, like, October. So, wow. I think they were saying that attendance records uh, per capita, like, when you just consider how there's not very many people in the state to begin with, uh, if you if you factor in, like, the percentages of population, we actually have the highest ratio of attendance uh, out of any Comic-Con in North America. So that's, you know, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, that's kind of cool.
1: Um, I'm probably not going to go as Nathan Drake <laughs> or go at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I just, I don't feel like I need to meet Carl from uh, the Walking Dead. It's not on my bucket list or anything, right? And that that uh, that queen from Game of Thrones, she canceled. So what's the point?
2: Oh, she did. Yeah, I don't know. At, a, like the, a bitch!
1: At like the last minute, she she called it off so yeah,
0: I'm going to fucking
1: Utah. yeah that's probably what it was <laughs> it's where i'd like to see all of them get off the plane and be like what this <laughs> is this is it like you know they but see it, that's the thing i think the best con i've ever
2: seen was actually in missouri
1: well and because because it's something so uh, i i don't want to go too far on, on yeah, yeah we want to talk about i don't want to go too far down this train but i'll just say that like this is right up mormons alleys like this is the perfect thing. If it, Mormons need, uh, they need entertainment that doesn't involve drinking. And, oh, I know and, that. Uh, I I, and so, like, we have we have one of the busiest um, megaplexes in in the United States because that's just on Friday night. Like, what do you do? Well, we can't get drunk, so let's go and watch a movie. And so, well, you know,
2: I, I, I know that because all my Mormon friends I've met through the conventions. There you I go. I haven't met them through anywhere else, this is, but I, I I do have a ton of Mormon friends, and I met them all through cons.
1: Com- Comic Con is exactly the kind of good, clean fun that Utah so sorely needs. The only thing that I think could make more money here is like a super super themed park. Like we we well, have we have a theme just, park, but it's not like it's not like Disneyland esque, you know, where there's like you want you want one of those like Noah's Ark theme parks. Oh man, that would probably that'd probably go nuts. But it's gotta have it's gotta have sweet roller coasters because I wanna go. So
2: well you just do the the the, the great flood coaster. The flood coaster. Oh Beautiful. yeah.
1: And and you can, just
0: basically splash mountain.
1: Yeah, splash mountain, except with uh, all the animals are getting on the boat
2: with you. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> not and then if you're not careful, you'll drown. You yeah. know, only two people can make it out of that. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's
0: really Are cool. you in the center seat?
2: Maybe maybe we should talk about the guy
1: that started this whole chain of thought. It's the first roller coaster designed by Darren Aronofsky. Anyway, <laughs> what, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Naughty Dog. Shit.
2: Naughty Dog, yeah. So,
1: I mean, Justin Richmond leaves, and uh, I think that was in, like, March, and he went to go make League of Legends or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, Amy Hennig uh, left as well. I think that was the same month, right?
2: It was the same month.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I-, I don't know. It's I'm sure that it'll be fine I, I tell myself it'll be fine,
2: but you, but you had, you had to, you had to ask yourself why, because they, Naughty Dog just seems to keep losing high-profile people.
0: By the way, they, they did land uh, a replacement. Is uh, Jonathan Cooper from Ubisoft? Oh, is it? Yeah, and it was announced pretty much at the same time that um, Nate Wells announced he was leaving. So,
1: I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think that you know, they're, they're a hearty studio. They'll, they'll weather this storm. Oh yeah, um, of course. But I, but it does give me some cause for concern with their current projects, which uh, obviously the forefront of that is is Uncharted. Um, and I just, I need that game to be good. I need it to be really good. So right. whatever you guys can do, Naughty Dog, because I know you're listening. You um, <laughs> well, we, we know you're listening and we know you're going to come to my premiere. So don't pretend you, you're not. If you need me to oversee the production, call me up. I'm free. I've got time.
2: And he'll cosplay while he does it.
1: And I'll cosplay. I'll cosplay as uh, I think I'm more of a Sully. So okay, that's fair. Uh, I'll be I'll be Sully, and by Sully I mean the monster from Monsters Inc. I'll be, I'll be that. <laughs> and uh, I'll do oh no 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 right. I was thinking of Scully from the X Files. Okay, it's even gonna, better. It's going to be a really good cosplay. Yeah, well, I actually do this thing where I merge the two characters.
2: So all right, so, yeah. so we have one. do we have one more piece? of... So,
0: before we, we move on, I think yeah, yeah. um they also landed the person from Microsoft if you know, from Halo.
2: Oh, Bill
1: so,
0: Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. Right. No, um, um What's her name? I forgot her name.
2: Talking about Corinne Yu. Yeah, Corinne Yu. There we go. Yu. Okay. All right.
0: So, so you know, cool. I don't know if maybe they're trying to I guess clean house is a nice is a nice term. Let's go with uh, revitalize the team. Right. Uh, or if uh, they're really just kind of experiencing any turnover and i think it's i think it's gotta
1: be it, it, i I would think it has to be a turnover thing because i mean it's not like these guys have been turning out disappointing things like i don't right. think anybody uh in that group has ever been cited as somebody who was like a negative force in the organization um and, and when hennig left um you know that was with some like some drama behind it from the sound <laughs> of it some
2: drama behind it that naughty dog quickly tried to you know, they, they try to ease fears and rumors and all that kind of stuff.
0: There's also something else going on here, which is, I noticed this, um, you have people from the industry going from AAA developers towards smaller projects.
2: Yeah, that's true. And it's it's happening a ton, and it's happening across, like, every company, and they're either mm-hmm. going off and fo- founding their own kind of indie development companies, or they're going off and joining other kind of smaller indie teams, which is a very, very interesting trend. So, so what
0: I'm wondering is if is they're they're seeing some kind of... Um, Change coming in the industry and they want to, you know, get ahead of it? Or? I don't even, I
1: don't even well, think that, it's that. I think that, I, I think that a big part of it is just that, and I think this could be said of of any line of work in any job and, and anything, which is, it's just become a lot easier in games. And what I'm getting at is nobody wants to have a boss. Like, bosses suck. Reporting to someone sucks. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't like reporting to you. Exactly. It's awful. It's simply terrible. Um, Because bosses don't send out copies of FIFA the second that you ask them to. And, (laughs) you know, they're just, they're fucking assholes. And so, the thing is, is that in the games industry, it's become easier than ever for you to just quit your job. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say easier than ever, but but easier than it certainly was 20 years ago. It's now feasible for you to just quit your job with, like, the five people that you like at that company and start your own development studio and release your own game that's a smaller scale and still be, you know, really successful and uh, be doing the kind of stuff that you want to be doing. We'll have a review up on Thursday. I can't talk about the game in great depth right now, but we'll have a review up for uh, Third Eye Crime which is developed by uh, moonshot games and that's a team for example that uh, was at Bungie in 2009 all, all like uh, I think it's four or five of them um, and every single member of that team left Bungie to just form this indie dev studio and uh, and this is their first release but the same thing happened with um, black powder games uh, those guys were were the uh, devs behind fear and they you know left the developer and uh, went and made Betrayer, which I still haven't actually played the retail version yet. But
2: um, whether well, or not, I, whether or not those were good moves, it's hard to say. But but see, I, I have some I have some parallel kind of knowledge here because I, I I I am not an industry expert on on the video game industry at all. But in the film industry, it's gotten to the point where you know either you kind of it's not just your boss; it's just this entire kind of financial system that's not quite the thing that you set out to be a part of. You wanted to go out and you wanted to create and everything. And so now the move is rather than trying to work for a big studio, you're going off and joining smaller production companies or you're creating your own production companies. So I I can imagine with like the, the work that the video game industry puts on everything having to be a triple A and everything having to be a blockbuster or um a big seller. I can under I can imagine how developers must feel going off to do, you know, smaller projects that they're actually passionate about instead of putting out Assassin's Creed eight.
0: I and mean, in that vein uh, it seems more that uh, AAA games are getting more and more homogenized. Yeah. And they're selling less. So basically you have fewer AAA games uh, being produced in fewer categories fighting for the same dollars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that actually might be kind of, uh, you know, you, you see that you're going to be stuck doing Call of Duty for the foreseeable future, and now it's easier to leave. Yeah, it I might be have, a combination can... of all these factors. Yeah. That's
2: very true.
1: No, I, I, I totally think you're right. And I think that, like I said, that's a uh a big part of it is just it, it's something where in in this particular industry it, it just wasn't that practical that long ago you know if it was uh 20 years ago and you wanted to make your own game studio you were going to have to do some pretty heavy lifting to get that done uh but because the indie scene has exploded like it has um it's the opportunity is there much more uh than it used to be i thought lucio did a pretty good write-up on npd numbers you guys want to talk about that for just a little bit
2: yeah,
1: let's do that. So um, obviously, last month we got some uh, we got some good solid uh, numbers for how things are going for the beginning of 2014, and it was kind of interesting because um, for the most part, Microsoft led in software sales, uh, specifically with Titanfall, which was of, of course, course the, yeah. the best-selling game, um, and uh, you know with maybe a little bit of a, a unfair advantage because it didn't just launch on the Xbox One but also on the PC. Um, and I I didn't actually see whether or not they were including the 360 there. Um, was do you know?
0: It don't... didn't specify. Yeah. So, but so I it... can tell you this: they sold 311,000 uh, Xbox 360s, and they know they sold a lot more Titanfall than that. So three
1: 311,000 360s or or Xbox Ones? Xbox One. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, that's, a, that's an impressive number of 360s. <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all those people are like, Titanfall, I got to play that. You just go to the store yep. and you say, give me the Xbox. And they say, which one? And you say, whatever the cheapest one is. <laughs> I'll take that Xbox.
0: Right. Well, maybe I went to uh, some GameStops.
1: I mean, 360 is better than one. You know, if the guys are, like, you want the one or the 360? Well, I'm going to take the high one. Of course. Yeah, right? I don't want the fucking low number. That's regression.
0: I already have an Xbox One.
1: Doesn't do any. Yeah, I already have an Xbox One. I don't. I didn't even know you guys still sold those. <laughs> Boy, that, uh, took us, that took us a long time to make that joke. Yeah, but then, How, how anyway. long has that fucking console been out? Um, but anyway, so interestingly enough, they they lead for software sales, but uh, Sony pretty much still is just bitch slapping them they as far as hardware them. sales goes. Um, I think what were they saying?
2: Uh, what I, I mean, mean? I got—I got to be honest. I I still haven't joined the new console generation, and uh, if I were to jump on one and grab one right now, it'd still be the PlayStation Four.
1: I think that um, I think it's probably the right choice, just in the sense of. They're they're both obviously technically inferior to a PC. Like if you if you're concerned about high frames and sweet graphics and totally rad, uh, you know the the best experience, the the best graphical experience that you can possibly have, then then the uh, PC is still, you know, the best market and probably will be for the foreseeable future. But if you want those sweet, sweet exclusives and, uh, you know, you're going to have to pick between one of the two. And I think that at this point, it's really just coming down to who's got the better, you know, exclusive stuff. And if you were to ask me for March, I think Titanfall is probably superior to Infamous. N- nothing yeah, ag- you, nothing against Infamous. As, as, but...
2: we in the, as we learned in uh, the IRC, you hate. Hipsters.
1: Well, so I th- I think we should spend some time talking about Infamous a little before, bit now. that Before I...
0: we start with with Infamous, but but yeah, I think I have a good point this thing. about the exclusives? Uh-huh. But keep in mind that something that I think Microsoft is doing that I think is really taking out a lot of the value from their exclusivity is that they're also releasing them for the PC.
1: Well, right, and so that's what I'm saying is like, and that's, that's
0: really hurting the Xbox.
1: They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot by doing that with Titanfall, but but you know it's not a Microsoft game; it's EA, and it's their call and.
0: Uh, but they do it for everything. You can get, you can go to uh, Windows Live and buy fucking Gears of War.
1: Yeah, but you can't. They're not out like the same. Like Gears of War three, does that even have a PC release yet?
0: I don't know. Who cares? It was horrible. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> I let it. me see. Let me see. Uh, like
1: Gears of War. Yeah, it, it's still. Uh, it still doesn't exist. Matter of fact, I don't think two or three are on the PC. So they don't they don't do it with everything, but you're right that they do kind of split it a little bit and if you that's the problem is if you if you move it all then you uh you know you mess up those numbers and I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. The but I I have noticed like Titanfall is a pretty game, but it ain't that pretty. And it already gives the Xbox One kind of a run for its money sometimes. And well, I would uh, be
2: curious if, um, you know, the the guy who's supposed to give us the lowdown on Titanfall, I'm I'm curious if he still even plays it.
1: Um, I don't. I can tell you, I I, I own the game at this point now because it's been long enough. So um, do you do you play it? Not really. I mean, it's yeah. There's there's not that much to get like it's in call of duty. There's kind of a little bit more to unlock and there there's less of everything in Titanfall. There's less guns. There's less
2: just like stuff to get. There's less perks. That, that, that always kind of struck me as what the main problem with Titanfall was going to be that there just wasn't enough stuff, but it's also the problem. It feels like with, um, you know, the first year of next gen overall, it's just, everything's pretty thin.
1: I think that it's a lot of fun. But I just, I just don't think it had a lot of staying power, and uh, that's really for for being multiplayer only. That's really kind of a shame, and I do wonder how much of that is stuff that was held back for DLC and think Like, I wonder if DLC is going to give us more Titans, and um, when we got that art book, there's more than three Titans in it. So, but there's only three in the game.
0: To be fair, that's something that happens a lot with when you have a console switch, a generation switch. Because if you remember, for example, when the first p s three and xbox games came out, they were a lot more a lot smaller than the p s two games
2: oh my oh my goodness, oh my oh my jeepers do you guys remember when we made the jump to playstation from uh you know sixteen bit do you remember mm-hmm. the fighting games?
1: yes, like uh, name some, and I'll tell you. I-
2: just just, just, more, just, the normal stuff. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. You remember trying to play those on the PlayStation. God, here's a, here's a classic for you. Ready? Remember, Street it, it Fighter was, EX. Was, I was, was going to say Street Fighter EX. EX. <laughs> remember that? It was that? a nightmare trying to play those games. It was a, a nightmare. Mortal Kombat would have to load every time you pulled off a, a super move.
0: And, and Mortal Kombat um, went from Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 in the SNES, which had like, I don't know, like 30 people. Yeah. To like, I think 16 or something on the PS1. Yeah. It was like, OK,
2: I mean, <laughs> and it, I was mean yeah, it was lower. Yeah. Stuff was bad. And then I remember PlayStation 2. We we got a my, my brother got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas or birthday or whatever. And the only game he had for it was Oni, which was supposed to be the new big thing. And everyone oh, was going yeah. crazy over Oni. No one, no one even remembers Oni.
1: Oh, now. yeah. No, I I totally forgot Oni. What's that? <laughs> So I just we'll remember, her, I just remember her weird hair, and uh, yeah, she had weird hair. That was the thing. Or you know what? The,
0: the worst part of Oni is that it wasn't a bad concept; it was just really badly done.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a that was a Bungie game too, wasn't it? And here's what I got for PlayStation Three to to show that it's consistent. I got fucking Heavenly Sword, which oh, Sony Jesus. desperately Sony desperately wants us to remember. Heavenly Sword, and I'm like, everyone should forget that was the game.
1: You know what? It, this is the same as it always is. It's new hardware. Yeah. They're trying to push stuff out to get a library built up because that's really well, who that, wins in the long run is who gets really, the library the quickest.
2: That's really what I'm saying though. It's like it's like always. Always the first year is kind of bad for the console. Yeah, All.
1: yeah, it will be. And actually, I think. I think, considering that you know, Infamous and Titanfall, I, I think it's been a pretty good, uh, a pretty good time so far. I mean, are the day one launch games good?
2: You're gonna, no, you're going you're to be, you're going to look back on this in like in like three or four years, and you're going to be like, man, what were they even thinking with Infamous and?
1: Well, I, yeah. in a lot of ways, I already think that about it. But, <laughs> um, but when I compare it to like King Kong and Perfect Dark Zero, yeah, that's true. It's doing it's doing pretty good. But those are day one. And again, I don't think any of the day one I, I think that there's nothing on either system that I think is must have, but at the same
2: time, like this is well, it's not bad. For an, for an infamous fan, I I definitely must have second son despite your hate of a fresh Seattle roast. You know you know what I really admire
1: about uh Infamous is um i didn't give it that bad of a a three is not we decided that it was average. It says average. I think it's an average game. Um but I, one thing that I do admire about Infamous is its dedication to just being a PlayStation 4 game and nothing else. Because there's, is, it is very hard to think of a lot of other titles that have come out on these consoles that are exclusive to them. You know, like Watch Dogs still gets all the legacy consoles in there. Um, uh, Thief and uh, what else? There's so much. Dragon Age position is Dragon Age getting 360 in PS3? Yes, it is.
0: No. Yes, it's going to be a fucking disaster.
1: That's a horrible <laughs> idea. Yes. See, and, and the thing is, is then when I play those games and I'm let down, like when I play Watch Dogs in May and I'm disappointed by it, which seems like is most likely what will happen, I'm going to be sitting there wondering, I'm going to be like, could they have done a better job with this if they hadn't ported it to five different consoles Um, the answer is probably yes yeah I think the answer almost certainly is yes Uh, and so I I, I don't know I guess we'll see how it works out maybe it'll be a great game I I don't mean to talk down on it but I have a feeling that Watch Dogs is going to disappoint and uh, so I'm I'm much more excited for stuff like the new Assassin's Creed which will be uh, next gen only and like I said I really admire Infamous because it's PlayStation 4 and it's just PlayStation 4 and,
2: uh, right. young people. Oh, hipsters. yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing we decided. I think, I think you describe these characters as what a boardroom, um, of I, old people. Thinking. Actually, I
1: took that out of the review
2: after oh, you, you whined about it. I, I did. Okay. I repl- did you call them hipsters
1: instead? I, re- I replaced it and just put in my, my personal slant on it. Uh, Which way? I don't remember what exactly I said. What did I say there? Was... Did you did you use the word hipsters? That's what I want to know. No, I did not use the word. Why did hipsters. You not? Why did you not use that word? I don't. I don't know because uh, they look like hipsters. Me and me and Lucio sat. There they do. For the they outward. do look like hipsters.
2: I <laughs> told you why they look that like, like hipsters.
1: I wrote. To. I wrote a big long sentence describing him and his love of chai lattes, and if that doesn't
2: tell you that he's a hipster, then what does? Uh, you saying hipster. I, yeah well I wrote I up a you, longer I don't think way of saying it. I don't think you wrote down in that in that you. I think you wrote something about him writing his screenplay, but you didn't say he wrote it on a MacBook Air. <laughs> well, I mean, he would have. Okay. He almost certainly would have used a MacBook. Um,
1: you guys gave me shit for saying this, but something else that I commented on about the game, and at the time that we discussed it last, I hadn't gotten far enough to meet the character, but. Um, the the last guy, with with the exclusion of the final boss, the last guy that you siphon powers from, is uh, is named Eugene, and he's like a basement dwelling. You know, he's... Oh, that's what, that's why you don't want to. Okay, look, first of okay. that would be a spoiler. He lives he lives in a sewer. Which, by the way, we're we're spoiling this episode. We're, yeah. we're like, even we're lower in the basement. basement. He lives. He lives down in the sewers. You climb okay. down in a grate to meet him. There are server racks everywhere down in his basement lair. Um, I mean, it's just. And then you know, once you once you meet him, uh, you know, Delson gives him a bunch of shit and and talks about how you you know uh, I'll teach you about girls someday, sport and. Uh, <laughs> And, and oh, and, and the reason why he he's hiding in the sewer and why his powers manifested is because you know he got picked on by bullies, and it's just the whole thing. And so, of course, then whenever Delson refers to
2: him, he refers to him as the gamer. He's, he's... I'm 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 curious about about Delson. When you say he absorbs their powers, are we talking something like I don't know, um, bishop? Okay. He he just kind of he just kind of takes it and then he returns it, but nope, the person dies. No, nope, are we talking they, about are we talking about rogue? Are we talking about rogue who she touches no, them, and she fucks them up and they lose their powers and then? I think he he's goes.
0: talking more like Siler in Heroes where oh he to kill them or something. Yeah,
1: it's actually probably closest to Siler where. So 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 that means that the actual person dies. then? okay, well let me no let me well that's not true either because Siler has to eat their brains. Okay, here's how it works: Delson touches you. Okay, mm-hmm. and when he touches you, you both go into like zap mode, and at that point, he gets your entire life story uh, in relation to you being a conduit. So it's actually so,
2: unbreakable.
1: So you say, you say, oh, I realized Total I cure. was a, I realized I was a conduit when I was five when I zapped my sister, and then again at eight when I fell out a window and didn't die. And now we're here, and you're zapping me. And so then you get his powers forever and ever. You don't have to give them back. They're yours for time and eternity. And they lose the power. And No, they keep the power. Okay. Oh, right. they keep the power? So everybody wins. Yeah. So everybody wins. These, yeah. these people that you take the powers from, you recruit them. And when you recruit them, you have the option to either uh, to keep them good uh, or, or, or redeem and them, you keep, or, or yeah. you can make them evil and corrupt okay. them
2: so oh, so Jesus. so so let me so let me ask this. Is do Fetch or Eugene betray you at any point? No. No, damn. Okay. Now they're oh, well they're bros that's, they're that's bros to the Inf- end. That's something Infamous likes to do. In fact, Infamous likes to do it so much in the first game you literally betray yourself. Not not <laughs> figuratively. No, you, not, not figuratively.
0: <laughs> you totally do. Okay,
2: well let me help you, you out. Let me help you out here, Jay. Hipsters don't betray their own kind. <laughs> They're just bull of themselves. I can't stand Williamsburg. I can't I can't be in that town. It's like, you know and, and here's the here's the thing. Hipsters move there because it's fucking ironic and there's nothing in that neighborhood. You know, it, there there's not a Starbucks, there's nothing. If you want if you want a Starbucks, you have to go to the next town over instead of staying in Williamsburg. And everyone's like, Oh, it's such a great place to live and I'm like, There's nothing but fucking warehouses here. How can you live in this place?
1: That's why it's so really,
2: great. This is <laughs> Right, it's, they're, they're living there ironically, and if you go if you go out to the hipster area in, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, there are little kids. They're 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 like ten year olds dressing like hipsters, which means their parents are forcing them to do this, and it's it's just an awful
1: experience. Well, yeah, but keep in mind that the first thing children do is rebel against their parents. So uh, this is true. I, I think I mean, this is this I just, is how whatever the new thing that we're going to have will be created.
2: But I think, I think we already talked about this because we were talking about how hipsters dress shitty and how kind of the generation before them with goths and grunge and punks and all that dress shitty too. So what we're actually seeing is a bunch of kids who are dressing really, really nice.
1: I, I've danced around this and I've tried to be considerate and nice to people who make choices that are different than me. And so I've, I've done my very best to not just come out and say it. Um, but I'll go. I'll go ahead and say it. Delson looks stupid. Whoever designed <laughs> him designed him to look stupid. His goofy ass hat, he his retarded like, smile. Like, that's a that's he an looks, ironic hat. He looks so goddamn dumb, and that's an ironic hat. And
2: so to fly around the city, you, gotta, you to, gotta understand. You gotta understand. No one would wear that hat willingly. They would wear it. Actually, I'm looking at his hat now, and uh, we I was on a I was on a film shoot um we had a kid there he was like a i guess a must have been 15 14 whatever he was one of the actors and he was wearing the hat just like Delson. and the entire time the the adult crew just asked him to take that turban off his head
1: he, he looks so dumb and you know you, you know whose hat really would have been better uh have you ever seen those hats Farrell likes to wear
2: oh my god please no
1: that guy gets <laughs> it not that guy gets it if Delson was flying around wearing one of those hats things would be fine
2: but this is all this is all hipster shit because I do Delson's little turban hat that he wears this is what this is what teenagers actually wear and you know what you know what
1: if you look like Delson Rowe if you're looking down right now and up at yourself and like pulling your hat off and admiring it and being like hey I'm that person great I think that's wonderful. I'm happy is he, for is you. Is he wearing?
2: Is he wearing a bike chain on his wrist? Uh, yeah, but that's
1: because he hits people with chains. So okay,
0: that makes So that's, that's a good reason to have chains.
1: Yeah, like he's got he's probably got his wallet on a chain, but he hits people with it, so it's all right.
0: Okay, with his wallet.
1: <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you if you dress like Dustin Rowe, I think that that is wonderful. All I'm saying is, I don't want to fucking control you in my superhero game. That's... He looks kind of like a cross between a
2: biker and a hipster.
1: Well, he doesn't. He doesn't look particularly tough. And
0: I mean, Mr. Romanco's like Cole was kind of a bohemian and stuff. But you, you know, he could take a punch. Yeah, well, the, but he looked like the, someone who would fuck the, you up.
2: For, the first Cole looked like fucking Wolverine, and then the the second Cole got very metrosexual, and people complained about it. So they kind of made a hybrid of the two. Either way, w- when
0: he was metrosexual, he even still looked like he could take a punch.
1: Yeah, nothing, nothing
2: looked like he
0: can take a punch.
1: And I don't even need—I don't need a beefy, uh, muscly man to to do it. Need,
2: muscly. Just he just to... look—I just look like somebody who could take a punch. You just you just need to look look like he's not wearing a turban. That's it's, what you. Do. It's not even that he looks weak. It's hard to describe. It just looks like he's epic
1: is I th- I see him more of like crying at a death cab concert and how can yeah. I how can I yeah. how can I go around and zap people with lightning when I can just as easily imagine a tear strolling down their cheek the first time they go see Macklemore? <laughs> it just doesn't it's it, a thrift shop man it doesn't work and it, yeah and he got his uh, that's where he got that hat is it the thrift shop for 99 cents
2: you know anyway <laughs> But see, this is the power of reviews. After everything you said and, you know, after giving me an opinion, I went ahead and took that and formed myself. And I said, this sounds like a game I still want to play because it doesn't sound too far off kilter from Infamous. And I still liked Infamous. It sounds like it's a step back from Infamous, too. But, it, you know, it sounds like it, your, your review did its job. I it much, this is a, This is a game I would still play. The so the fact is I'll probably still
0: play it if I ever get a PS4.
1: And I, I I wouldn't uh I wouldn't discourage either of you from doing so, because all things considered, it's still a pretty okay game and it's fun. There's just there's a lot of the the story, the story beats suck. You know exactly what's gonna happen before it happens. There is there is a great opportunity for like some morally gray like politics to come into play, because the villain has a lot of great not great ideas, but like when you find out the villain's motivations Um, they make a lot of sense and she actually makes a pretty good case and uh, you know Delson basically just says no we have to do the opposite of what you say and there are consequences to the choice that that he makes but the game never the game is not even remotely concerned about showing you that and, and making it seem like there's any other thing than she was completely wrong and you are completely right and nothing bad will ever happen because you made the best choice
2: and this, and this should amuse you because I, I just did a google search for delson Row and the first delson cosplayer is a woman
1: perfect and that's fine if delson was a woman maybe i'd be more accepting of
2: it all right women so look did,
1: good we, in those hats
2: <laughs> we did play <laughs> one other game didn't we talking about weird costumes and and uh
1: yeah uh, are you referring to the game that you've been playing? Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to hear a little bit about it, but it sounds like the has, is someone dead yet? No one's dead yet.
2: Oh my god! So this is this is Trigger Happy Havoc Danganronpa, which has, I guess has been out for a while, and I've never heard of this before. I've never seen the artwork before. I think. It, I, uh, I think. It but came, I mentioned it.
1: Came out in Japan in what 2010? And yeah, then, in like uh, 2010, yeah, like
2: 2010. But just... I mentioned it, and everyone else seems to know it. I've never heard mm-hmm. of this thing. I'm surprised you
0: managed to avoid the, um, more risque fan art.
2: Um, I'm not that much of a perv. Sure, you sure are. Come on. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll seek out stuff that I have knowledge of, but it's not like I just sit there and like, well, I need to collect as many girly pictures as possible. Um. I don't even do that. I just go in the internet and then there's porn. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess I've been incredibly lucky. I've, I've, I've honestly never seen anything on this before. Um. Yeah, and I would like to read the back because this is very important. I'm, I, I, you know, I still haven't encountered a murder in the game. I've been playing a couple of hours now, not not very long, but a, a few hours. And the back of the box is described as this: <clears throat> Murder is the only way out, but first the killer has to escape discovery, engage in a life or death battle of wits to unmask the criminal before time runs out. Um, and that's the description on the back of the box, and so that sounds really fucking exciting. I got this in my mailbox, uh, from our, from our, from our boss, and I looked at the bag and I'm like, oh man, this sounds like it's going to be fucking awesome, and I inserted my, in my beta, and it's a, it's a fucking visual novel, and they're just talking about how someone might die for the past couple of hours. Well, and no so one... someone's going to die, that's all but certain. <laughs> someone's going to die, but it does sound a lot, you know, more exciting from the box, and... I guess I wasn't expecting a visual novel, and it's okay that I'm playing a visual novel, but I'm getting a little upset that no one's died yet. Um, you know, that's what I signed up for. I signed up for, like, which, which are these little Battle Royale Hunger Games bastards? So what you're, you're saying
0: is that it, it doesn't save your bloodlust.
2: It doesn't say my bloodlust. I think, I think the best way to describe it you know, I, I said that it's a visual novel version of uh, P4 Arena, which if you played P4 Arena... It's pretty it's much a visual novel already. It's yeah, it's basically a visual novel already. Um, and 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 uh, Jared said that many people told him it's a cross between Persona and Phoenix Wright, which I guess sounds about right, given the crazy character designs and... Well, uh, I, I, think, that-
1: I think my understanding is that once someone does die, you're going to, like, investigate it. And start. Well, of
2: course. So that's 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 what's going to happen when someone dies. So it is
0: exactly like Persona Four Arena is
2: that? What, I don't know. Well, no. Per, well, Persona Four Arena is um. You know, I think we talked about Persona Four. Persona Four is getting a little famous on our website. I feel like. You know, we talk about that too much. Game Persona Four. <laughs> we talk about that game more than too much. Anything. Persona. 4. I've I've never played any of the personas. So well, per, no, the, that, the Persona the Persona Four is basic basically revolves around preventing murders that's the easiest way to describe it so i guess i guess i'm not going to
0: explain persona 4 we're not no, i was
2: to- try trying to explain trigger happy havoc and i keep getting interrupted with for fucking persona 4 but uh <laughs> trigger happy havoc is persona 4 a good
1: game it, it is, is. Yes, persona 4 is a good should game. i download it for the for the vita right now um. Yeah,
2: it's it's not bad if I you play to, I
1: have my Vita right here. I'll,
2: I'll get the gold version. I'm, I yeah, I actually really like how pretty uh, Golden looks on the PS Vita, and I actually think uh, Golden looks a lot better on the Vita than Persona Four does on uh, consoles. Is uh is it is it 3D? I, well, it's not 3D, but it's because you know they well it is, it is 3D, but that's because they had to scale the graphics down. Um, you know, when you're looking at it on a, a big black screen television, you're seeing all those jagged edges and all that kind of stuff. Man, it's not a bad looking game, but you scale it down on that PS Vita screen, and with how vibrant the screen is, it's fucking beautiful. Is there a harem ending? Uh, there's no harem ending, but you could feasibly get with as many women as you like in Persona 4. I found Persona 2. Should I buy that? Uh, Persona 2, I played it's uh, different. No, no, it, it is different. It's different from 4. Uh, there are two versions. There's Innocent Sin and there's Eternal Punishment. Uh, I, I believe I played Eternal Punishment when I was younger, and I think Innocent Sin is the one you can get now. Or did I get that backwards?
1: I, you got me. All right. Oh, so, um, 29 dollars Forget that. Yeah. It's only 20 on Amazon if I buy the physical.
2: Well, anyway, Happy w- Havoc is a pretty good Persona game. The end. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> So um, so it's a visual novel, and you're going to so do an investigation.
2: It's a visual novel. I'm going to do an investigation. And that's my point. The thing is, no one's died yet, and the, the gameplay interface seems really fucking simple. It's, um, you know, you just look at things, and you examine them, and there's no point in reexamining anything yet. And then you hang out with your friends for the day, and then the next day goes by. There's a really sinister bear named uh, Kuma who wants everyone at the school to kill each other if they ever want to escape alive. Um, And the character designs are fun, I want to say, but if you've, like, if you have played Persona 4, and if you have played Phoenix Wright, or if you've watched, like, a fucking season of Yu-Gi-Oh!, then the character designs aren't going to be anything mind-blowing, because it's like, yeah, here's all the wacky Japanese tropes, but you've seen them before, and you've seen them a little better, so I don't know. Maybe when someone fucking dies in this game, I'll have more to report.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear about what happens when someone dies.
2: What, uh. So, you, so you know I do what? Because like, uh, like, Lucio's talking about the porn, I do like the, um, fashionista girl. She's got a pretty fun design. Yeah, that's all I have to say on that one.
0: And that's the porn that I always see. So, there yeah. you go.
2: Now, Lucio, um,
1: you've been playing, uh, I don't know if you've had a lot of time to spend on it, so if you can't talk about it, we can we can move past it. But I can talk about it. You've been playing Tower of Guns.
0: I have. And it
1: delivers. Is it, it's is, a tower of guns. Is it a tower made of guns, or is it a tower where guns
0: are located? It's both, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, it's, that it's, a giant, it's a giant. It's a giant tower yeah. made out of guns.
2: So, and
0: okay. um, basically, the way it works is kind of like an old school first-person shooter where you go walking around, and um, you know, you don't, you can't hide or anything. You can't. Take cover, you know, you strafe, you run and gun, and you try to uh, stay alive. So, so kind
1: of kind of Quake-esque, would you say? Yeah, kind of
0: Quake-esque. That, the difference that is style. that the enemies aren't... There's moving enemies, but not that many. What usually happens is you go into a room, and the door closes, and then huge cannons come up, and they're usually random. So you don't know where they're going to come out. And they start shooting at you. Um, the, 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 the game is actually a roguelike, so... Um, you know, you start at the f- base level. The first room is always the same, but then once you start getting there, everything else is randomized. Okay. So all runs are different. You know, the more you go, you, you start unlocking course guns. You start with a pea shooter, then you graduate to uh, a pizza oven, which shoots pizzas. Um,
1: As you would have.
0: Of course. And then you have a gun cannon, which is literally a cannon that you hold in your hand and shoots uh, cannon bullets. All right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's fun. It has a good sense of humor. One of the things that I like about it is that um, it has silly dialogue. So every time that you log in and you come in, you have like a different story. Like, you know, one time it's like, you know, oh, you are the heir of, uh, you know, a fortune and your father hid, um, you know, your inheritance on top of the tower. So you have to climb it up. Then you die, and the next time it's like um, you know, they come up and it's like, oh, secret agent, go save the scientist on top of the tower. And some other times it's even more like surreal. There's one where uh, it's just like DOS prompts talking at you mm-hmm. as you move through the game. So it's um, it's good. I, it doesn't
1: sound at all like what I was expecting when I uh, when I pulled up its Steam listing. So I'm. Oh,
2: you're expecting? I
1: not not what was just described to me a little bit. Um,
0: so it's um, when thing is supposed to be he calls it a lunch lunch hour game Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be short and sweet and replayable basically so all right all right but ending it is fun gameplay it's unexpected you know
1: i'll have to i'll have to check it out because it was it was one where a lot of times when i when i send something over like that it's because i was considering getting it and uh, just for whatever reason didn't think i had time or something like that and so uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear it reported as being a being a fun game
0: i like it man i i'm really digging it
1: I, w- I will uh i will probably take a stab now does it have multiplayer or is it just a single player just single player okay so just a single
0: player hmm. Yeah, so it's you know go in quick get your match done and uh, you know it tells you how many runs you've had so you can feel bad when you lose
1: <laughs> all right perfect yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Let's see. What else? I think that's it for as far as stuff that we've been playing, right? Nobody else has been doing anything else. I can't. I, I mentioned Third Eye Crime, but that's uh, under embargo till Thursday. So I'll probably talk about that on the next podcast.
2: Um, it doesn't mean we're actually going to wrap up in time.
1: God, I think we started on time and, and we'll uh, we'll even finish on time a little bit.
2: So we started on time when we finished on time and we're going to wrap up with a decent amount of time. But Jason's the one not here.
1: <laughs> hmm i i don't know if i can explain that because he's he is usually the punctual one so mm-hmm. um yes, that's true but uh i i don't know i guess we'll see but uh yeah all right well hey if you um i i do want to spend some more time I, i'm kind of sad because we didn't get to talk about so my big complaint about Infamous is the morality system. In
0: it. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's
1: system. We we don't we don't have to because I, I could I could no, go on for
2: I could go on for days about. Well, the, I, I think I think see I because I know I know your position on morality systems and your position is similar to mine on morality systems, but Infamous is so pointless in this game it, though. It see th- see the thing is Infamous Two did something pretty neat with the morality system that's that's the thing and and i don't know what they did in second son but in two um uh, the morality system was kind of directly tied to your powers so it wasn't you weren't so much making the choices of morality in terms of the storyline but you're doing it in terms of you know whether i wanted to burn things or freeze them and um you know it's pretty cool for that but at the very end of the game and this is a spoiler so if you super- I think I think we're past infamous 2 at this point but yeah All right. so you- so so at the end of the game there 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 are two women there's Lucy Cole and there's Nyx. Nix is uh, fire and she represents evil and Ko is ice and she represents good and at the very end of the game you make your final choice and your fi- you know it's not so much a real choice that is as it is based entirely on your alignment. If you've been evil the whole game, you're like, I'm going to do this. And Nix, who's He's kind of the, the, in the game contract. won't let you pick the other choice. Yeah. So and, if and, you
0: were evil and you want to do the good one, you have to go and
2: somehow become good, which will yeah, take you forever. Yeah, which, and it's not it's not that hard, honestly, because you just but it does take a little bit of grinding. But at the end of the game, you're locked into your choice. Um And, you know, depending on your choices, one of them basically becomes your little girlfriend. If you've been good the whole time, girl, uh, Cole is kind of your best friend. And if you've been uh, evil the whole time, Nyx is your best friend. And if you pick the evil choice, then Nyx will say with very good reason, with very good story reason, hey, fuck you. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm going to be your final boss. And it's the same thing for Cole. If, if, if you pick the good choice, Cole's like, oh, no way, man. I'm not going to do this. I guess you're going to have to fight me. And I thought that was, like, really cool because the, the, the choices made a lot of story sense. Um, and, you know, whatever the final evil choice is, it's something that directly conflicts with the evil character. And you end up fighting this girl that you've been close to the whole game as the final boss. And I thought that was one of the coolest narrative things I'd ever they, seen. With the, they actually flipped. So, yeah. And they so, sleep in a very convincing way. They flip in a convincing way and they turn against you. So I think I thought that was great in Infamous 2. So that's all well, I found.
1: I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit. And what I mean by that is that in order to really explain why Infamous's uh, morality system is so dumb, I feel like it really has to you know, kind of hook into the ending. And since you're a fan and since you want to play the game, We'll we'll skip past you know completely ruining it. But when you do play it, we'll we'll come back to this and, and have a little discussion on why I think it was just so dumb and so pointless. And I mean the system already is pointless. Um, just just the very act of it is, but it, tied into the story is even worse. So we'll I'll I'll save it and we'll have this conversation. You know, much later when you've when you've actually finished Second Son, and we'll see what you think. Maybe you'll play it and you'll hate it just as much as I do. I don't know. Okay. All right. right. All, All right. right. Well, hey, if you're not already, go uh, go follow Enemy Slime on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, you should go check out our website. It's Uh If you're not already, you should subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes and uh, we have an RSS feed there so you can add us into, you know, pretty much any service that you can imagine. So subscribe to the podcast, get, uh, get set up and... Uh, Read, read our articles and, and then when you're done with that, I, I think that's everything. That's all. Yeah, is. yeah, after
2: when you're on that, just go and see my movie.
1: Yeah, go and see Jay's movie. Go see uh go see it. And I want you to bring Bring a piece of paper and write down how many moths you see. <laughs> how many will there be? So uh and get
0: a, and get a free game. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, I think uh, I think that's it. And so as as some a greater man than I would say, we are out.